Hello. Welcome to episode 56 of Rum Doings. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a good break, I think. A well-earned break. <laughs> did you earn it well? I did. We've 55 episodes. That's an awful lot to do with nary a gap. And nobody listening. Not well. One or two. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, the topic... I think you should tell the truth. Why? About why we got so angry with our read- listeners for not emailing us. <laughs> yeah, the email address wasn't working properly. <laughs> for five months. <laughs> so if you did email in to podcast... At any at, point during the spring or summer last year. To podcast at rumdoings.com. We probably didn't get the email, so do email again. Um, <laughs> Many apologies for calling you all such horrid names. And this time we'll, we'll respond. <laughs> yeah. The topic today is... Is it about time? That the EEC... The EEC or twist. Uh, the EEC. Yes. Uh, stopped, stopped fiddling. In, stopped interfering with our British... Stopped interfering and fiddling with our British, British sausages. Sausage. Yeah. Sausage. Sausage. Our collective sausage. Isn't it about time that the EEC stopped fiddling and interfering with our collective British sausage? Absolutely. That is actually a subject I want to discuss. <laughs> That's the problem with this one. <laughs> but I really think it's about time they stopped fiddling with my sausage. And interfering. No, I'm not so worried about it. Interfering is fine, but it's the fiddling I object to. Well, no, we can't discuss it. For that is the very modus operandi of this It's the raise, ra- raison d'etre. Yes. So, do you enjoy your crimble? <coughs> I coughed first, even though Nick is far sicker than I am. This is going to be... Well, I don't know what your excuse is. I, I have a baby who goes to nursery and therefore picks up every disease known to Jesus, whereas you sit alone, isolated all day, never, never meeting another human being. So where do you I get these things a from? a girlfriend who rolls around in the gutters during her day. Oh, I just see. Just hanging out with the worst sorts of people. And then she gives you a chaste peck. And That's at that right. very moment, all the filth transfers over. Uh-huh. So what's the point of even keeping yourself pure if that's going to happen anyway? I don't feel pure for all the disease she keeps giving me. Exactly. So you're a diseased wreck brought by your diseased Haridan. And <laughs> this is very unfair, bearing in mind I was the one who got ill last year and she got ill because of me. So yeah, well, I feel terrible. You, got, you actually got flu, didn't you? I had a real life flu. Whereas I can't get that now. That's because... <laughs> tell the story. Before you do, But uh, we should explain mm. what we have a, 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 a to imbibe. It's is imbibe verboten? No. Oh, okay. For now. For now. Three barrels full. <laughs> Three <laughs> barrels full, wow. Of, of, of classic... But it is just one and a half barrels each. Of classic French brandy. Uh-huh. And it's three barrels Vsop brandy. Mm-hmm. Let's what does Vsop stand for? I can't remember. Make Very special up. orangey pudendum. Pudendum? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a lovely word. Let's, let's, let's okay, try it. Let's see if it's better than your cooking brandy, which was the alternative. It smells of Christmas in mid-January. Mm-hmm. Do you know I prefer my cooking brandy? Really? Why I, know, I had a snifter of that over Christmas. Why so? It was sweeter. You prefer it sweeter, do you? I do. I want brandy to be like pudding. I want it to be... Mm. Um, I want it to be taste like it smells. I want it to taste of Christmas pudding. I don't know. It's quite smooth. This. It's, yeah, not, it's not. It's good. It's, it, it doesn't go... <coughs> Weirdly, it tastes to me closer to a rum than anything else. That's what's odd about it. Yes. It tastes like a kind of mild rum. Mm. Hmm. Rum for wusses. In fact, mm-hmm. if you'd have put this in a glass and told me that it was some sort of mild, fragranty rum, yep, I, would have I wouldn't have disagreed. I wouldn't have disagreed at all. How should, was your crim... Should you like me to set your... Uh, 
No. Where I'm a light. Why do you have a lighter? For moments when I need to set things alight. No. It's just, it's funny how often you do need a lighter when you don't smoke. Yeah. I've never smoked About a single one cigarette ever. A year. Nor but have I. I do use a lighter. You never put you never put a cigarette in your mouth either, have you? No. I did did, did a pipe and a cigar once. Oh, you did. To taste my my father's, he he offered it. Mm-hmm. Didn't particularly like it that much. Mm-hmm. What, but what about injecting heroin into your eyeballs? Mm, well, only only when it's cold. Okay. Did, how was your? No, you were telling us something else. You were about to tell about, us about. I was telling you about flu, but I'll tell you flu. about that after you tell me how was your. Crim- I'm not going to answer the question because you keep saying that. How was your crimbo? Crimbo. How was it? Crimbles. Did what? What did you do over it? Did you? St- weren't you? Didn't you want to stay at home so you mm. could enjoy onanism without being interrupted? That's right. I wanted to just wank for <coughs> the entire day. Don't be vulgar. Um, <laughs> do you know poor old Onan didn't masturbate? No, he didn't. Very unfair. All he did was withdraw. Yeah. And somehow he gets the name for uh, yeah. for spending what company Spilling spending spending pleasurable time in one's own company. Yes. With Madame Palm and her three <laughs> lovely daughters. Five lovely three, three, lovely daughters. three lovely daughters. Two of them aren't that nice. Well, your wife is from Leeds, so that's probably three lovely daughters. You're yeah. more familiar I was with. saying three of the daughters are lovely, oh, and, one, and one's too fat, and the other one's clearly too young. That's right. In fact, anyone Pinky. who involves their little <laughs> finger is a paedophile. Yes. Fact. Yes. Like, it's like when you drink tea and you hold up your little finger. That's right. Then. Because it's no, it's when you drink, and it's when you drink alcohol as well. You hold it up because mm. it's too young to drink. Mm. So it can't be involved. Little, little pinky. That's where that etiquette came from. Yes. So how was your crim... Do you hold out a little finger when when uh, spending some special time alone? <laughs> of course. One does that. It's terribly uncouth not to. You hold out your little finger. Oh, yes. <laughs> Shame miming doesn't work so well over the radio. Or perhaps just as well. I did spend uh, most of the majority of Christmas Day uh, alone, which is good. Um, I woke, got up at around ten... Um, opened my one Christmas present that from I your, had from your cat from my father. <coughs> what was it? <laughs> it was the worst present I've ever received. What was it? It was a DVD. Yeah. Of, I wanted to get back to my dad because I'd be really offended. He my dad, be, I will stress that my my parents got me a present I very much wanted for Christmas, but for some reason my dad thought this will be something nice to open on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a DVD. Now in the past, his I'm not sure whether it's worse than this. The worst present he ever bought me mm-hmm. and I've ever received from anyone mm-hmm. was a box set of the Ashes cricket from some year. And you like cricket? No, from some year? No, not really. <laughs> Not was really. it a DVD or was it, it a was video It was a box set of DVDs of some England versus Australia cricket matches. So it was matches. just an arbitrary... Yes. What led to his choosing that? He remembered... Uh, when, when I was a teenager, the Surrey team used to play in Guildford once a year. And my... <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> my friend Greg and I would... You're uh, not excused. Oh. My friend Greg and I would go and watch them. It would cost £3 to get in and watch them play for a day. Good value. It was very good. And you'd sit there and if it, it was always sunny somehow. Yes. And we would sit there with a few drinks and some sandwiches. And It's a good price could, to pay for guaranteed sun. I mean, if you absolutely. flew away somewhere, it would cost exactly. a lot more. And then and you could, it was so relaxed on those because the, the ground was so tiny and silly that you'd sit on fold-out you chairs don't really have to, and chat with the outfielders. You don't have to pay attention with what's no, going on. Exactly. And we would generally chat with the players when they were, mm. out, when they were outfielding near yeah. us. And it was a pleasant day, and I think my dad remembered that and figured I was into cricket. But I'd like to think he could have just asked me, do you like cricket, before making such a crazy decision. But But anyway, this year's present was was a DVD (coughs) Mm -hmm. of the television programme Stargate SG-1, volume 43. 
that's worse. <laughs> I think it's worse. Because at least the ashes, you could it might be quite comforting and could be ambient. And it doesn't matter that you haven't seen all the ashes before it. <laughs> <laughs> However... These were from season eight of a show I've never watched. But from one episode I watched with my dad about eight, six, seven years ago. So what made him choose this particular I don't, I How did he know that either you had or hadn't seen this series? Because it, two, one of two things could have happened. Either you had never seen the antecedent series, so it would be useless, mm-hmm. or you likely had already You've seen, seen it, it and yes. been a fan. What made him think that you'd seen every series <laughs> up to that point? I but just, this was the next one. This is one. what made it such a mystifying <laughs> It was the volume 43 on the your father He bought is, me the first few episodes. My dad, your father I, is a Dadaist gift giver. He is. I would like to stress at this point that my dad is one of He's evil. He's not evil. He's an evil man. <laughs> That's your opinion and your opinion. We start doing to Richard Herring esque type things and talk yes. about cream teas and uh, on, yeah. the, on the back of trucks as Santa Claus being told and not make to it, touch anybody. Despite the person obviously being clearly really uncomfortable and unhappy about that, keep saying it over and over again. That's that was really funny when he did that wasn't yes, it yes yeah. um, no my dad is one of the most generous people I've ever I've ever known he's an extraordinary he's man he's just and gener- generosity <laughs> mis- misguided misguided literally misguided generosity <laughs> but often he's railroaded that particular gift which would have been perfect for somebody in the world it's true. into your lap seems to and no doubt they've they've received something you particularly wanted right. like a big pot of cream or something I don't know right. yes you know me I think it's only Christmas. My dad, my dad is amazing, and he's an extraordinary man, and his generosity is is quite remarkable. And but he's quite useless what, at giving anaesthetic, but, though. But Christmas presents just seems to be his, his, his shortfall. He just doesn't. But it's very kind of him to. It was an extra thing on top of what they were getting me for Christmas. Yes. it was very nice of him. But also, he also sent me another present, <coughs> mm-hmm. uh, which arrived a week before Christmas. Another DVD mm-hmm. arrived a week before Christmas. It was a. It was wrapped in brown parcel paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was addressed to Mr. J. W. Walker, mm-hmm. which isn't my name. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Mr. J. G. Walker. So Mr. J. W. Walker, which was a little confusing. So I didn't know who it could possibly be from. Whom? Whom from it from could possibly whom it could be. possibly have arrived. Be. Uh, so I opened it, and yes. it was it was inside was a, a gift wrapped DVD, mm-hmm. clearly from Amazon, with a gift tag stuck on the front of it, which had been left empty. So again, I had no idea who this is, where, where this has come from. It's from an old person who hadn't realised that you had to fill in the message on the So I opened it up, who also didn't know my name, and it was a DVD which I had already been given by him a few years before. Right. Um, and so I guessed it had to be from my dad. Uh, but <laughs> he got my name wrong, and he got, didn't write anything on Well, you know, he, he only had you. <laughs> So, really so Christmas present seems to be his failing, yeah. but in all other aspects, I would like to celebrate him as a wonderful human being. You'd like to? I would like to. Well, but on what day of the EU year? regulations prevent my Bloody doing EEC. this? EEC. I had to write it. I remember writing in middle <coughs> school a, um, a, a one of the. Do you remember you had to do? Oh, maybe you didn't. Maybe in South Africa it was all very different. But you had um, we had to present these booklets. They would be Hessian bound, giant books. And inside you had to double mount everything as you pasted it onto the sugar paper pages. Right. Um, and, and we had to do one on the EEC. Right. Well, are there any other um, idiotic anachronisms that people still stick to? For example, people who still call it British Rail. Oh, yes. People who still say the gas board. Mm-hmm. And people who still say EEC. Are there any others? Do people still say... I haven't heard anyone say EEC for a very I, long I, time. I intentionally do one. I still call it ITV. I won't call it ITV1. Oh, well, no, I refuse to say exactly. ITV1. But are there any 
what do you no there are people who still say EEC yes gosh and there are people who still say the gas board people still say oh British Rail but EEC only came in in the 80s didn't it wasn't there something preceding it that people still call it no it was it was the EEC pretty well there was the common market and there was the EEC but then then it became the EC the 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 European community and now it's the European Union yes and of course people still say EC or EEC because Mm -hmm. they're rubbish Uh, O levels (coughs) of course do people still, oh, yes, people still O-levels. refer to O-levels instead of GCSEs, despite that being something like 30 years ago? Oh, it's just, that's like O-level English standard. That there you go, thing. yes. Okay, what no, else? it's fine if you took O-levels, but yeah. it's when you refer to the current yes, exams as O-levels. if they were. Which they're not, because they're much, much easier. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what other things? <laughs> that's can, another received opinion, right? Can we think of anything else? Um, well, on the spot, pressure is a little hard. I managed to come up with O-levels just like that. You I did thought that was pretty amazing. To. Yes, you do. I think that should be enough. I think you think you should be demanding more of me. Uh, I probably should. Yeah, maybe. Oh, I suppose. Oh, if I say it every time I say yeah rather than yes, I'd please hit me. I will. Okay. Okay. And also gonna. 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 I say gonna and I say I yeah. I do it sometimes. I, I, although I try for diction, I've noticed that when I sometimes mm-hmm. when I listen to this, there are things that you still slip into, aren't yes. there? Unnecessarily, I think one should try hard oh, to pronounce words. The other I do crisp, is please. Just yes. not not out of any ponciness, but just because you give the listener the most chance of mm-hmm. understanding it more quickly without having to engage error correction routines. It's like mm, it's yes. like sliding. It's like sliding when you export a JPEG right. up to ninety percent quality rather than keeping it at ten percent quality. Yes, and I mean estuary <laughs> is a bit like sliding. Your, your, oh, it's, like, it's, like, yes, it's like it's like sliding a JPEG down to ten percent quality. Well, why don't you do it? I've got plenty of bandwidth. <laughs> you see what I mean? That's effectively what that's yeah. effectively what somebody's doing. They're sliding it down to RC percentage of of compression uh, and expecting yes. people to do the decompression. Everyone has to squint and stare yes. and try and work out what the blobby exactly. pixels are meant to be. I don't need to um, put everybody's GPU to that work. Absolutely, I can I just give them a good right. quality. The image other I do is twenty. I say twenty rather than twenty, which makes me want to slash at my own face. Well, twenty-one enough. days to go, and I'm not twenty. I don't have. I've got enough time to say twenty in my day. Exactly, and it helps because then if you say twenty. Mm. What's he saying? Is he saying twirlies? Is he saying many? But if you say twenty, it's obvious. There's no. There's no ambiguity. So there Absolutely. we are. Absolutely to be done. Um, is there? You're linguistically knowledgeable. Is there any other? nation in the world in the whole world that is less able to speak its own language than the Brits why can't the English teach their children how to speak see that's not that's a valid question we should be answering not ignoring you know where that's from of course no where it's from it's from my fair lady where oh <coughs> yes why can't the English teach their children how to speak <coughs> I'm the sorry Germans I'm far more familiar with the, the, the Germans know they're German the Greeks they know they're Greek or some such uh, no, I mean it's a, it's it's. What's interesting about it is how class-based it is in this country. But I right. think there are degraded accents and degraded um, demotics in other languages as well. For example, um, the French president is being criticised for oh, yes. using slangy French too often and things like that. Oh, because in France you have two levels of it. There's the French that we get taught in schools that no one actually speaks, mm. and then there's spoken French, isn't there? So. Yes. And then, and then there's a third level, sort of banlieue, slangy French. Oh, okay. And I think he's using that. But even to, I was, I'm thinking more about apostrophes and just the general level of ignorance about apostrophes. It, it, it suggests to me, from little I know, that we're particularly odd about that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the Germans don't seem to have a problem with knowing when to use the subjunctive, even if they're speaking in a farm. Yes. Whereas we do. Yes. Things like that. I don't know what it is. I think it's because it possibly because it's such a mongrel language. 
I'm so sick of it that people keep posting whenever this is discussing discussion comes up online. People will post a link to the Newsnight interview, which Paxman, who was a, in favour of abolishing the apostrophe altogether, mm. um, interviews this guy, something Crystal, David Crystal or something, who seems a bit he of an argues idiot. in favour of uh, he argues in defence of um, Grosser's apostrophes. Yes, and claims that when spelling <coughs> uh, dot your i's and cross your t's, you should use apostrophes in in spelling. Yeah, I see so that. Forth. I mean, uh, that chap seemed to misargue most peculiarly in not understanding why the apostrophe was there in the first place. Indeed, he didn't seem to have any idea of that, despite being a professor of the history of, lang- of English language. But he seemed not to have a notion. Either he didn't have a notion, or he was talking down to people. Both maybe, of which, maybe. But neither of which is admirable. No. You know, if he's talking down to people because he thinks that the plebs won't understand, <laughs> and Pat is patting on the head and saying, mm. don't worry, I understand these things, but your, your little heads couldn't possibly. Or he's genuinely thick. Neither of, which yes. is, neither of which is good for a professor of communicative language or whatever right. he was. So either way, he fails. Or, as you would say today, is to fail. Is to fail. Is to fail. Or to lose, as opposed, as opposed to to win. Fail, lol. Fail, lol. Yeah. So what's going to happen now is I'm going to let my cat in so he can have his lunch, and you are going to explain about how you came to have a flu jab. Ooh. Okay, Off you on. go. Well, what happened was... We decided that because we have a little human whose immune system isn't quite ready to cope with the rigours of life, we would take that little human in for inoculation. After all, a year ago, when the Labour government was still in, all little humans were told that they should get an inoculation and would be given one for free. This year, however, even though it was the same flu strand, magically, I'm sure it's nothing to do with cost-cutting, it was decided that not all little humans needed this inoculation. Um... Nevertheless, we phoned up and booked ours in, and they said, yes, certainly, bring your little human in, and we'll inoculate them against this disease, which can be quite debilitating and even fatal. Um, So we brought her in, and the good nurse, the nice nurse, was about to do it and said, you know what, I'm not used to giving injections to babies, right? so I'll I'll get my colleague who is used to doing it in to do it. And so I looked at her and said, well, you've... Warmed up an injection. I said almost as a joke, well, why don't I have this instead? Ha ha. Mm-hmm. She says, oh, okay, then you are a carer after all you care for a baby. I'll give it to you. So mm-hmm. she jabbed it into my heart. I was pleasantly surprised not to realise she was doing it. So that means she was actually quite good at it. It just yeah. felt like she was pressing. Mm-hmm. And I was flinching, ready for the prick. But it never happened. Oh, she I'm pulled sorry. her arm away. She's very disappointed. Yep. <clears throat> she then brought in Cruella de Vil. Who yes. there, but a, flow, well, she a nurse dressed all in black. Yes. Who then had a, a flow chart mm-hmm. to which he was slavish and said, No, we're not giving babies injections unless they're on the at risk list. I said, But you were last year, because mm-hmm. last year was considered important. Suddenly this year, for some reason, even though it's the same strain of flu, it's not necessary. Hmm. Have you learnt a lot? Has there been epidemiology since then? No, there hasn't. <laughs> there has been a change of government. Ah, yes, so there has. Who have promised to spend the same or even more money on the NHS, but surprisingly, things seem to be being cut back left, right, and centre in <laughs> That's it. That's right. Just by magic. That's correct. And so my little baby didn't get a flu jab, but I did, which was a ludicrous situation. Ludicrous, I tell I you. heard someone on the radio, some governmental <coughs> minister type, you know, the sort, yes. all the same, saying, arguing that. The reason we need these sudden reforms of the NHS that are being brought in is because patients need to take more responsibility for their treatment. 
That's good news, isn't I it? I prefer doctors to do like, that. Well, I don't know. It's a very old-fashioned way of thinking there, Nick. It don't, I mean, if you, there's an interesting paper that um, Ben Goldacre linked to, um, which discusses the full implications of these changes, these proposed changes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, what the government had done before is that they'd set up internal markets but with fixed prices Mm -hmm. so you know you had to go through the rigmarole of pretending that you were buying things from suppliers and you know and and billing other departments and that sort of stuff just to get into the feel of it what's happening interesting this time now is that there actually is going to be introduced just full price competition right yes so it'll be the race to the bottom Mm-hmm. Just on price. Absolutely. Which is what you want with healthcare. <laughs> Very much so. The race to the bottom. <laughs> that's right. Can you do this slightly cheaper and, and if possible, slightly worse? Please? Yes. And and that's all that needs to matter. Mm-hmm. So the government are finally actually putting in place the uh, methods to privatise the National Health Service. Well, the short-term memory of this nation is, is a little bit sad. And mm. it was at the previous election that the government, the Conservative Party, in fact... Mm. Argue, said that they wanted to privatise the NHS and took a massive hit on the polls because of it. Yes. Um, and then they've since said, we've never had any such plan. Everyone said, oh, fine, that's fine. Of course. And also, during, during the last election, I received five leaflets through the door, mm-hmm. all with smiling um, David Cameron next to a nurse or a doctor with, a, with, a, with, a, with, a, with an ill kid or a cancer yes. kid saying how much he loved the NHS and how he wouldn't touch it. Good. Well, that's okay then. And then he immediately came in and said, well, actually, when I said I wouldn't touch it, I meant I would bulldoze it and start again under my, uh, or, or indeed Mr. Tesco's um, <laughs> methodologies. Mr. Tesco. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so he lied. He lied to me. No. He sent five leaflets. No, you did Each that of those leaflets seems to have not been a complete accurate um, description of what he would do after the election. That's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. At least that nice Nick Clegg chap stuck to his guns. There we go, as long as he's there. By guns, I oh, mean has dis- shot and killed everything. <laughs> everything he valued, or yes. pretended to value. Yeah. Well, let's not forget what his grandfather was a, hmm. a peer. Yes, <clears throat> and he was related to royalty. And he was in the Young Conservatives as a, yes. as a teenager. And, 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 ran, and run the conser- ran the Conservative Association in his university. <laughs> well, let's get into that. <laughs> it's almost so as if... So there we are. That, that's the political news. <laughs> that's, a, that's the month-old political news. Did you have turkey at Christmas? No, I had chicken. Why? I went into the supermarket. Are you mm-hmm. trying not to cough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I went to the supermarket, don't think about coughing, mm-hmm. to get a turkey. Isn't it terrible where you've got a bit of pleasant throat and it actually gets to the stage where it almost is like you're drowning? You know, where you get, you're you're waterboarding gets, yourself. It kind of gets then. caught and you can't, you <laughs> can't bring it up one way and it won't go down there. <laughs> Carry on with your anecdote while I die. Okay. Um, I went into Sainsbury's to get a turkey. It turns out they cost £25. Whereas chickens cost £5. No, they don't. No, they they don't. A good turkey costs about £50. Okay. A turkey by Bernard Matthews who... He's dead tortured, now. Who tortured turkeys. He's dead. And raped. We can say what we like about him. Bernard Matthews who raped turkeys. Oh, talking of rape. Yes. Oh, gosh, no, not again. Um, talking of rape, <coughs> who is it? Naomi Wolf. Or something Did you notice that Naomi Wolf, who is a renowned feminist, very mm-hmm. stringent feminist, was basically making the same arguments that I made in the podcast <laughs> a few months ago, and people had a similar reaction to her. Mm-hmm. I they said kill the witch, 
same thing they said to me. They did. They had many people but demand I, I, you it burn. Was, it was good that a staunch feminist came up with pretty much the same arguments. You I must feel very proud of yourself. I do feel proud that 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 a little girly. A little girl, all on her own. All on her own could come to the same yeah, conclusions right. mere months after she did very well. The male head did. She yeah. did very well. <laughs> she I did. imagine she heard you saying it and thought yeah, she'd yeah. pretend she'd had an idea. She pretended that she had an idea. Imagine a lady having an idea rather than baking bread. Do you know what? Uh, Richard Herring has not been great of late, but his... Uh, no, he's been terrible. A joke of his I do love is that he says, I believe that women should be treated as if they're equal. As if they were equal. That's a very funny yeah, joke. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good joke. Anyway, so yes, uh, chickens do not cost five pounds and turkeys do not cost twenty-five. I think it's a lacuna of yours that you buy Auschwitz chickens but and I think that's acceptable. You do. You buy the cheapest chicken, and you don't. I know. Don't. You don't care. No. People who are listening, he genuinely doesn't. He will buy the cheapest chicken that's been tortured, that's not free range, that's a battery chicken. He doesn't care. No, he, no, he buys care. battery eggs. He doesn't care. I don't buy battery eggs. I tend to buy free range eggs. You buy battery eggs. I don't, though. Why? I don't know, because they don't really cost much difference. You're terrible. I couldn't afford to eat You chi- don't deserve to be saved. I couldn't afford to eat chicken if I bought a free range. It's so expensive. That is just such a load of rubbish. You would just buy chicken slightly less frequently and well, eat I more like, vegetables. I eat chicken most of the time. So eat, check, eat chicken a little less most of the time know, and buy really. a nicer chicken. I do, when I buy a proper chicken I tend to try to buy free range. oh when you buy a proper chicken you buy but a proper chicken but when I buy chicken. the chicken breast I'm just too lazy you don't I don't believe that you Jesus, do he, Jesus just because he believes in you he's still not worthy I, I know you don't go by by good works anymore but come on make an exception <laughs> in his case send him to hell just because he believes in you he's still evil send him to hell go on <laughs> I don't believe sorry shush I'm speaking <laughs> sorry I apologise what okay he says unless you from now on only buy free range chickens yes. Despite your compact, he's going to break his promise like Nick Clegg did and send you to hell. That's awful. He's, Jesus That's is going awful. to send you to hell. Wow. Even though you've accepted him into your heart as your true saviour, unless you buy free-range chickens, he's going to abnegate that whole promise. Gosh. So, it's up to you now. I feel you sad have free, about that. You have free will. You don't need to feel sad. It's everything to play for. <laughs> <coughs> I... F- I had a great comment, a comment yesterday. I was listening to the WTF podcast, interviewing a guy's name I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was he said he made the point. He said, "If Christians truly believe yes. that you're going to burn in hell for eternity, mm-hmm. then why are they so angry about what you're doing?" It, that's a really good point. Mm. Why are they so angry? If you think mm. either they'd feel compassion or nonchalance. Well, what, what a Christian should do is he sh- they should be desperate to help people. Not be like that. You would imagine. But not angry. <laughs> Anger is such an odd response to someone. It's like seeing someone who's about to step... Conviction it's like somebody who's about, by mistakenly, to step off a precipice. Yes. You know, and you get very angry. You bastard! You awful person. You sicken me. <laughs> yes, you sicken me for misstepping. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's a remarkable But surely reaction. proper Christians should... should Agree that that's a stupid thing. Well, I would hope. I would hope so. Yes. That's what so few of them do. What's well, it? I don't know if that's true. What loud, is it? Loud people are loud. What is that? Mr. Gandhi to... said, um, "I I quite like your Christ to pity about your Christians or something." <laughs> something along those yeah. lines. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, he actually said that he would have been a Christian were it not for Christians, <laughs> which is a little sad. Little uh, sad. I said little. A little sad. Little is sad. I much prefer Waitrose. Little is a little sad. Okay, I prefer so, Waitrose. Uh, coming up next to the gods of tra- travel on top of the hour. 
Give me the travel on the top of the air. Okay, well, let's, let's look at that. It's a uh, brake light to brake light. Bumper to bumper. It's uh, the i95. I've got an American. The i95. You've got to now become a proper American. The i95. i95. Back that one. It's, it's going to be seven hours. I'm freaking dead. Bumper to bumper. Brake light to brake light. I'm just stealing Adam Carolla's lightning round routine here. So is it worth the, was it worth stealing or is it like a wallet that you take and then find it no, doesn't have anything good and I you love, just throw it into I the gutter I love this lightning round routine where he would go off he would just I don't know how he did it but he would never falter as he just spoke incredibly quickly saying okay so it's coming up to 12 minutes top of the hour there's uh, 10 to, 12 minutes to 9 there's 9 12 of 9 okay so we're going over to and just do this I imagine you did it better stumbling. than that that's so much better mm. and he never stumbled he just did horrible radio DJ oh uh, again what I've said before but I want to reiterate because it is a new year you know when inevitably on a panel show or in a joke where somebody does an accent and the accent's perfectly good, you know, when they're doing an impression or something, and the accent's perfectly acceptable, it's not the law that your co-panelist has to then say, ooh, what's that? I thought you were doing an X accent, not yes. a Y accent. Oh. That, that, that doesn't need to happen. Was that Pakistani? Ah, yeah. ha, ha. That doesn't need to happen anymore. No, That's, agreed. In fact, not only doesn't it need to happen, but it, but by April the 2nd, mm-hmm. it'll actually be an offence. Uh, what's the penalty? Three years in prison or £150,000 fine or both. That's That sounds reasonable. So, you know, you have up till April. Now, the, yeah, there is a special... When someone tries to do an accent and gets it wrong, mm. it's more <coughs> legitimate to make a remark. But there Who are, is the arbiter of whether the accent's mm, good enough, and how do you measure that? I think there is... The, the law has the has a man on the Clapham omnibus test, so you, there's a reasonable man to... So if a reasonable man would have thought that that would okay. be a reasonable accent... So if you are a New Zealander and somebody does New Zealand accent, mm-hmm. you don't have the right to then say that that's not good enough because you didn't quite flatten that. That's well right, But if it's the average person, the average foreigner to that accent suggests it's good enough, then it is. Okay. Um, so that's that. That's that's the test. I mean, no, obviously, it hasn't been tested in court yet because it's not yet an offence. Not yet, but it will be tested, and it we'll see. We'll go see. through the Lords <coughs> in March, I believe. In the Supreme Court, as we now call it. That's right. So. Mm. I'm very, it's one well, of why would it no? Why would it go through the Lords before it's come an offence? It seems odd. This is the new system. Well, so we now try cases before the the laws even made yes. come into effect. No, it goes to the Lords. Why? The House of Lords. What's it doing there? You can't have a new law come in until the House of Lords says it's okay. Right, but I thought you said that the the law would be tested in no, by no, the no, law no, laws. No, 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 you misunderstood. Uh, not the law laws, which don't exist. Okay, that's fine. That's all right. Got good. So that's in our band, or will be in April. That's good to know. Mm. What else should we ban? Um, I know what I'm going to ban. Yes. And it infuriates me. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I know it's slightly autistic, but everybody has a little bit of autism in them for of various things. And We all exist upon the spectrum. You know, on trains yes, or tubes, London Underground, the more modern carriage will have a scrolling display. Yes, they totally will. Okay. And the scrolling display's primary function is to show you... <laughs> oh, it's not. Where the, well, should be. Where, show you should, it were. where the train's next stop is. Yes. And perhaps its final destination. Absolutely. And that's pretty much it. So what you should display is next, mm-hmm. and then the station name. So yes. Next, mm-hmm. Euston. Mm-hmm. Next, Houston. That's that way all you, you can to know you're yeah. going on the right. You're next, going on the tube in Houston. the right direction. And then, if for example you want to say it's a bank branch, next Houston bank branch. Bank branch. Absolutely. Next Houston bank branch. Instead the of, number of times I've gotten on the wrong train to get to your house okay. because of this. Rather than for, rather than 
And it's a small display. <laughs> yeah, a little tiny Very, display. very slowly scrolling so through. So slowly. This perambulatory device, <laughs> whereupon you now stand... <laughs> slash sit. <laughs> slash sit. Slash hang. <laughs> yes. Shall, during the course of its journey heretofore, <laughs> take thee unto a place which I shall hereafter name. But, but... Do not no. Do not harry me. For <laughs> yeah. do not must, harry. For first, I must p- portray a few instructions upon you. I must warn you that <laughs> the smoking of cigarettes, <laughs> pipes, cigarlos, cigars, indeed, crack pipes, crack pipes, or any other invention thereof. <laughs> Perhaps I should also mention opium, bongs, etc., etc. <laughs> Etc. Et when it says etc., it's actually spelling it E T C E T. Yes, that's right. Shall not be consumed in any way that would cause smoke or other vapor, <laughs> such that it would pollute the air and cause constriction in the recipient's lung. <laughs> also, be warned that before alighting <laughs> or departing from this vehicle. <laughs> One must remember to bring all possessions one brought with one, or indeed gained while, abon- while aboard. With oneself. When exiting, <laughs> leaving, or escaping the vehicle. Or otherwise performing exegetic <laughs> movements right. here from. Perhaps one might even say in an ablative manner. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it drives me crazy. Just say where I'm going. Well, I'm glad it. I'm glad it also drives you crazy because it does drive me crazy. And I think, what sort of idiot has allowed this to happen? Why couldn't you just program? Why has nobody sat there and said, you know what? Why are we typing in this long nonsense? Why don't we just say destination X next stop Y? Why not do that? And just scroll constantly between those two, and that's mm-hmm. it. Why not? Why not? C-trains. Nobody in all the people who've commissioned these little scrollers have done that. Thames trains, uh, which run the route between Reading and Guildford when I'm visiting my parents, mm-hmm. have these ancient above-ground trains with a green scrolling sign, of which at least three of the squares yes, will be blanked out. Yes. And it, it will tell you, And the, the train from Reading to Guildford stops approximately 15 times. Yes. Um, per minute <laughs> and, it, and it tells you each and every one of these stations and you have to just the, the patience with which you have to stare at this to spot your station and then count how many stations it is until oh, you're yes. getting off at and then just being lucky enough to see the station names come up because it has so much other information yes. that comes up there yeah it just blows my mind also I mean is it is it a scroller or a jerker because those jerkers are the ones where they go Oh, it is a jerker. It's a jerker. Oh, to make it even easier. Yes. To... Do you... Uh, I, I'm trying to work out which I hate more. Having that, or having the announcement, the unending announcement on Southwest trains between every station, in which we have to be told to read the safety card and the thing in front of us, and, and every oh, time the safety you card, you're yeah. on the mobile phone, and, every, and you're like, hang on, no, wait, sorry. No, and then you wait. And but no, no, finish. stop. Uh, you, you, and then they start the next it. thing. You've, oh, you've ruined it. You said you're on the mobile phone, and if you're on the train on a mobile phone, you're evil. No, you're not. You are. So, uh, would you equally agree that it's wrong to have a conversation with the person sat next to you on a, on a train? No. 
So therefore you're talking rubbish. No, incorrect. There's a different more. <laughs> and you have to go, no, I was all right. Oh, no, hang on. And then they start telling you to remember the things that you take all your possessions with you when you leave the train. I would pay. I've said this before, but not on this the podcast. The quiet carriage. Oh, no, the quiet carriage suddenly is not quiet. <laughs> I would pay £1,000 a year yep. to have a chip put into my brain yep. that prevented my hearing such announcements. Fair enough. So I could escape being told to remember my <laughs> possessions when I leave things. Because yes. I just think, if you can't do that without someone telling you, you should probably have your mum with you when you're travelling yes. places. Or is it that announcement will make you remember, you know, oh, I was about to leave my umbrella, but because <laughs> they've made that announcement, which now flows through my mind like quicksilver, because I've heard it 8,324,668,921 times before, yes. I suddenly will remember. Oh, it makes me so cross. Scrollers. Oh, and announcers. Or, or, or the scro- Sometimes they can't even be asked, and the scrollers showing the what the train was doing three days ago, or it's showing XZY BIOS boot four nine. <laughs> yes, that's right. I like it when you go into the supermarket and uh, the self-scan till shows you a Windows error message. Yes, yes. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. well done, you chose Windows. Yeah. What good, a good what idea. A clever thing to be wrong. That was obviously operating wrong. <laughs> yeah, or wor- no, what's worse is when I would go, um, yeah, where, where I work in the, the cash machine, they would constantly show an, a Windows NT error on it. That's to, oh, I love that, yeah. Telling me to click OK, of That's course. Right, yes. Clicking was not an option at that moment. And then, or you go to Argos <laughs> and there's a giant error message across the middle of there. Argos is amazing. It's worth going to Argos just to see the computer technology that they use for the next oh, those, customer. Oh, those television screens. It looks but, like Pong. Yes, but updated by a ZX80, <laughs> so it flickers every time it updates. So they try to show some sort of scrolling message where it goes, Flicker, I'm redrawing the box <laughs> pixel by pixel. And then Flicker, redrawing genu- the box pixel by pixel. The only time like I've seen such bad graphics, graphics. Is, is where when Bill Gates wrote a game in Basic A on the original IBM PC yes. called Donkey, and the scrolling donkey was about <laughs> as good quality using X or but get don't you put. think don't you think it absolutely and appropriately captures the atmosphere of Argos though it does it Argos does. is such a trying to explain a catalogue store to someone from who's not from the UK is quite an interesting experience as well so you look it combines through, the worst of both worlds right. you look through a paper version of the internet in the shop in the shop itself to next to a they tiny pen in stock that next they to a tiny to next to a tiny pen that's right and on that tiny pen you write a special code <laughs> that's next that's to amazing. that's next to the laminate that's on the laminated sheet. But they have at least cut out the bit now because you can type into the machine itself. You can type. You yes, type. you can start to write on a tiny piece of paper. Yes, you have to write. But it, you yeah. couldn't type into the code to find out that they have are out of stock of it. Whereas it used to be, you had to write on a tiny piece of paper. You yes. then had to queue stand in a long line, in a long line for about twenty minutes, and then be told by a bored lady yes, that they were out right. of stock, or a very angry young man. <laughs> yes, and so. You then type From where it. else am I supposed to buy my premium gold jewellery? Yes, so, so, Elizabeth Duke. So then you, tie, you, you finally get, you pay, and then you get your product immediately? No. No. Then you wait in the next line. That's right. <laughs> For the product lottery. Order number 432. Go to, go to point B. Collection point C. Collection point C, yes. I'm very disappointed by it. We are treading on so much stand-up comedy territory right now, but... 
Um, I'm very disappointed by the change in the post office. The post office voice is no longer cashier number three, please. It's no, no? longer, but it used to. It's, it's no longer. It's, I think Jack D did some material about this. It sounded like Roger Moore was sat on a stool out back, smoking yeah. a cigarette, with a cigarette in one hand, glass of whiskey in the other, saying, looking up and going, "Hmm, cashier number four, please." Yes, and that's really what it is. The what voice is it was now? so brilliant. Now it's cashier number four, please. <laughs> I much further. Very. It was very calm. Sort of, no, but I like the new exuberant one, which contrasts so substantially with the dull, <laughs> sodden, <laughs> um, depressed, suicidal <laughs> hulk that you find at the other side of the window. Cashew number four, please! And you go out to Bath's post office is very strange because there's no glass screen. You can punch them right in the nose at will. Oh, right. It's complete interactive freedom. Well, once they're privatised, whether they'll put in a bit of private glass. I hope so. <clears throat> it's very nice in there, and the people tend to be quite lovely. Why do you I, go into the post office? To post parcels. That seems odd. Do you remember posting parcels? No. no. Talking of which, we have, my, my delivery hasn't come yet. No, good. good. Sad. Good. Good. Occasionally you have to post a thing, in the, a real world thing to someone. How's Laura? I don't know. No. She got a job. Have things gone a bit sour? She's no longer doll scum. Isn't she? No. What does she do now? She wasn't on the doll anyway. She um she had a month between jobs. She's now um a going to be working on looking at new methods for uh, heart bypasses, as far as I know. Yeah, why can't she do something worthy like exactly. work out how to work out derivatives of derivatives of derivatives of pork bellies? Or what and about then sell them to Goldman Sachs? What about a new flavour of toothpaste? Why can't she be doing something useful like that? New flavours of toothpaste never really work, do they? No, they really don't. They don't. But I really Ooh, berry don't. toothpaste or um, lemon fresh. No, no. But I wish mint, they would. Mint is I the don't only want toothpaste. My mouth to taste of mint. Every <clears throat> time I do because the fresher. It's the only thing that works to get rid of that horrible preview of yeah, death. That's true. Well, the, my father, who actually is... your mouth does give you a little preview of death. Like, <laughs> <"Did> you, actually, <laughs> well, after you brush it, basically you realise your mouth starts rotting away, uh, as if, and you almost you wait for the maggots to come. It does give you that little stench of death. My father, who is reasonably expert in the area of teeth, tells although he's no good at giving um, anaesthetic. That is not he's, true. He's terrible. That is a lie. He's the best well, I, anyone's I, ever I, known. When, when he injects the anaesthetic into your backside, and you suddenly wonder why your <laughs> tooth isn't numb, you know. You, Begin to wander. My dad, many of my friends who have had horrible experiences with dentists have then gone to my dad and have said, I didn't realise it didn't have to hurt when you got the anaesthetic. It hurts with you. No, it doesn't, not at all. My problem is, for, for reasons unknown, and with well, many... incompetent and dentists. <laughs> or is every dentist I've ever been to, then. Yes. Um, my teeth I don't, don't go properly numb. I disagree with that, yep. Uh, whereas my, no, my dad is an exception because you haven't visited you only back. South African dentists are good that's is that right you've visited British dentists that's your problem you <laughs> know about British teeth the Simpsons anyway so the reason that toothpaste is mint flavour tooth not tooth is no uh, Welsh dentist father tooth we're, we're, we're coming up I to know. the hour it's now. because this is very exciting this is, is, this is how we're going to end because, this is the this is it because the stuff they put in toothpaste actually gets your teeth clean is so revoltingly flavoured yeah, that you have to put something horrendous, you have to put something as powerful as mint yeah. in to disguise soap. it. It's basically soap. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever tried to eat soap, you'll realise it's soap. not nice. It's not nice. That's why I hate Lush, a shop where everything looks like ice cream and chocolate. You said that before. No, no one's ever made that observation before. It's unique no. and brilliant. Yes, it is. It's Did brilliant. we ever talk about Pygmalion before? I feel like we talked about Pygmalion once. You before. mentioned Pygmalion today, but we haven't really talked oh, about it. Oh, really? Because I thought I told the story about when I was in school uh, doing my GCSEs and we went to watch a live performance of it. Yeah. And for reasons still unknown, the uh, Eliza Doolittle character 
got all bare and climbed in the bath. And we saw her front bottom. Really? Yes, really. Saw her fluff box. I, I imagine that the uh, school children were excited by this. I was one of them, and I was tremendously so. 15 well, years old, and we saw her Whereas I remember when I went to see it at and school. And her lady bumps. Well, I went to see it at, at school younger than that. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was in South Africa, and, and it wasn't a particularly good uh, production, but, and everybody was not paying attention, being quite rowdy. And I remember being very annoyed with my classmates, thinking, right. you're a bunch of bores, you're terrible people. This is the theatre, lovies. You need to pay attention. <laughs> good for you. My problem I remember that. actually being angry at about age of 11, or whatever, <laughs> being very angry. My them. problem with both that uh, <coughs> play mm-hmm. and, the, uh, and the, the musical is that... Um, well, they, are, the, they are different. Indeed, very different. But in both of them, I get annoyed when people think that Henry Higgins is in some way the bad guy. Clearly Henry he's Higgins, the hero of the piece. He's, it, that's debatable. Um, he's a flawed character. He is, but he's... Especially he when, you, when you mention his man. He does care, but, he is, but his flaws mean that he, he may be... Especially if you actually read the book... He may mm-hmm. be damaging just as much as he tries to help. I mean, he's he's a, he's an interesting and flawed character who is generally good, but he's certainly not a baddie. I mean, that no, would exactly. be ridiculous. People like want to boo at him, like he's the bad really? because he insists on Eliza Doolittle not speaking like a gutter snipe, and she does speak like a gutter snipe. She absolutely does. He gives her a lot of opportunity, but the problem is, he awakens her consciousness in a way that might not be helpful in a society where you're not given the That's opportunity to... That's an interesting to, argument. To, to, and that was part of that. It, I mean, if you've read The End of Pygmalion, it, it ends mm-hmm. in a very kind of maladroit way. Oh, yeah, and she finds herself yes. neither fish nor fowl. Indeed. And my, unfortunately, my overriding memory of it in all its forms is our The front Mar- bottom. Is our friend Martin screeching, I'm a good girl, I am! <laughs> in the middle of London at the top of his voice. Yes, and he is a good girl. He is a very good girl. That's enough, that's quite enough. That's enough of We've exceeded, they're going to have to run fewer adverts in this edition. Yes, yes. Because uh, we've gone on too the long. The brandy was nice. That's yes, it was. Maybe it was this is brandy doings. Brandy doing sounds like Brandy doing sounds like a porn star. <laughs> it does. Maybe you saw her get into the bath in Pygmalion. <laughs> maybe I did. Eliza we saw Doolittle. everything. We could see her pubes, Nick. It was amazing. It wasn't do? You didn't want to do little. <laughs> I wanted to do a lot. I'll do. Bye. Ta-ta.